If you're not a Disney fanatic, a friend of yours is. It's enchanting. It lets us be kids again. It lets our imagination flow. And it puts us in the best mood ever. This is Coffee at the Kingdom. Pour yourself a cup of your favorite hot or iced beverage. And let's dive into the enchanting world of Disney. From the latest park updates to hidden gems at Disney Springs, we'll cover it all. Danielle Knoll is a former cast member turned avid Disney enthusiast. She's got the inside scoop on everything from the parks to the silver screen. With Danielle's first-hand experience working at both the Disney Store and Epcot, along with her frequent visits to the Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruises, you're in for a treat. Get ready for a fun and whimsical journey through all things Disney. Whether you're a seasoned fan or a newcomer to the magic, there's something for everybody. Welcome to Coffee at the Kingdom. Where the magic never ends, and every sip is a sprinkle of pixie dust. Now, here's Danielle. Hello, and welcome to the Coffee at the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, your ghost host, Danielle, and today I want to talk all about Disney Cruise Lines. But first... Time to go over some of your responses to the last question of the day, which was, what is your favorite Disney movie? So some of the responses we received were from Karen. She says Little Mermaid is her favorite. And who doesn't love our curious, inquisitive mermaid friend? And it looks like we have two responses from Joanna and Andrew, both saying Toy Story is their favorite. I mean, that's a classic, so I can see why they both answered that. And we have another classic with Crystal saying Beauty and the Beast is her favorite. Uh, our little bookworm. Well, thank you so much for your responses. It's always so much fun to see what you all will say. All right, now to dive into today's episode. If you've been on a Disney cruise, you might already know this information, but this episode will be a deep dive into DCL, or Disney Cruise Line, and focuses on the fantasy. Let's get into it. So if you didn't know, Disney does in fact have a cruise line with six ships. The Dream, Wonder, Magic, Fantasy, Wish, and the newest ship, The Treasure. If you tuned into the last episode, you heard me talk a little bit about my trips with Disney Cruise Line on both the Fantasy and Wish, but today I'm going to go more in depth on the Fantasy and what the cruise has to offer and what you can expect on the ship. I'm starting out with the Fantasy for this episode since that's one of the ones I have experience with. But first, a little background into Disney Cruise Line or DCL. This is going to be a little bit date-heavy, so if you're into numbers like that, you'll like this segment. In 1985, Disney partnered with Premier Cruise Lines, which allowed for Disney characters to be on the ships, and combined cruise, hotel, and theme park packages. In 1993, Premier ended their relationship with Disney. Disney then approached Carnival and Royal Caribbean to replace Premier as an exclusive sea partner. Negotiations between the cruise lines did not yield results, and in February of 1994, Disney had cruise ship designs drawn up. In May of 1994, Disney then announced they would start their own cruise line operations in 1998. Going back to 1995, Disney commissioned The Magic and Wonder. In 1996, Disney purchased Gorda K, or Key? It's C-A-Y, as the line's private island, and renamed it as we know it today, Castaway K. 
While the Magic's first cruise was scheduled for March 1998, it was postponed twice. But with the maiden voyage sailing on July 30, 1998, Disney Cruise Line was operational. The Wonder was scheduled for December 1998. The Magic and Wonder are the smaller cruise ships of the fleet. In January of 2011, the Disney Dream set sail, followed by the Fantasy in 2012. These were much bigger ships in the fleet. The newer ship, the Wish, entered service June 2022 and will be followed by the Treasure this year and another third Wish-class ship as well as the Adventure in 2025. As mentioned, Disney has cast away Kay as their private island, as most cruise lines have their own private islands. Well, Disney has purchased Lookout Kay at Lighthouse Point, which will be the second private destination. That's slated to open June 6th of this year. Now, for the ships, each one has a stern character, which is literally a character hanging from the stern of the ship. The Wish has Rapunzel, the Fantasy has Dumbo, Magic has Goofy, Wonder has Donald Duck, and the Dream has Sorcerer Mickey. Speaking of Disney characters, today's question of the day is who is your favorite Disney character? Go ahead and leave me your responses over on Instagram or on Facebook, but preferably on Facebook though. Now aside from the characters, each cruise ship has a godmother, or in Disney's case, a fairy godmother. The Wonder has Tinkerbell, the Magic has Patty Disney, the Dream has Jennifer Hudson, the Fantasy has Mariah Carey, and the Wish did something a little different. They honored Make-A-Wish children by making them fairy godchildren of the ship. So that was a little bit of background and history of Disney Cruise Line and where we are today. Now let's get into the nitty gritty of it and talk about the Fantasy. The Disney Fantasy is the second ship of the Dream class, with the Dream being her sister ship, so you'll find the same things on both ships, such as dining and pools. The Fantasy has 1,250 passenger cabins. As already stated, the stern character is Dumbo, and the godmother is Mariah Carey. The Fantasy has 11 horns and can play Disney music from the movies and parks. Some songs that can be played include Be Our Guest, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, and Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. I highly recommend you look up videos of the ship's horn and the horn battles they do against other ships. It really sets Disney Cruise Line apart. During Star Wars Day at Sea, which I'll talk a little more in depth about, the ship can sound other horns to play the Imperial March and a segment of Star Wars' main title. Now, I feel like everyone wants to know about food on cruise ships. Well, on the Disney Fantasy, there are three main dining rooms, which are included in the price of your cruise. And again, you'll also find these on the Dream. They have what is called rotational dining, so you and your wait staff rotate through the dining rooms one per night together. You don't have to eat at the restaurants included in rotational dining, but other dinner spots will cost you extra money, and I'll get into the extra dining options available. The first rotational dining room we have is the Royal Court. This is a restaurant all about Disney royalty. All of the furniture and decorations were inspired by Disney princess movies like Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast. Breakfast is available here as well as lunch, and for dinner you can order appetizers, entrees, and desserts. Let's take a look at some of the food options available at Royal Court. For appetizers, some options include iced lobster and jumbo shrimp, escargot, and breaded and deep-fried brie. They also have some soup and salad options, and the table gets a bread service. For entrees, there's roasted rack of lamb, wild mushroom stuffed pasta, which is a vegetarian option, and lighter fare of oven-baked filet of salmon served with garden vegetables and your choice of white rice or baked potato. The menu has a lot more listed, but I just wanted to give an idea of what to expect. Now we get to my favorite part, the dessert. They have apple tart tatan, Tahitian vanilla creme brulee, 
and the signature dessert, Classic Opera Gâteau. They also have a no-sugar-added dessert option. Next up on the rotational dining list, we have the Enchanted Garden, inspired by the gardens of Versailles with a brightly lit Art Deco style. Breakfast and lunch is available here as well, and of course dinner. Here for dinner, you will find on the menu North Atlantic Lobster Roll and Ahi Tuna Avocado Tower under appetizers, and entrees including sea scallops, sea bass, and roasted chicken. They also have vegetarian options and lighter note offerings as well, just like Royal Court. And dessert includes warm sticky date pudding, chocolate garden tort with coffee cream and caramel soil, and the signature dessert is Southern Style Pecan Tart. Last on our list for rotational dining is Animator's Palette. And while I absolutely love Cinderella and liked the Royal Court, I found Animator's Palette to be real fun, engaging, and enjoyable. This restaurant is all about Disney animation. What makes it fun and engaging is that you watch an innovative dinner show that celebrates the art of storytelling while you eat. For appetizers, you have some options such as smoked salmon tartare, sliced serrano ham, and creamy butternut squash soup. For entrees, your options include penne bolognese, grilled tuna steak, and ginger teriyaki dusted Angus beef tenderloin. And of course, we can't forget about dessert. On the menu is the signature lemon icebox pie, which was delicious, chocolate fudge cheesecake, and cookies and cream sundae. I should mention that soft drinks, water, and teas are included with dinner. However, if you're wanting a specialty drink or an alcoholic drink, that costs extra. If you're looking for something quick that isn't a weighted staff sit-down meal, you can always check out Cabana's. This is a buffet-style restaurant that's available for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and is also included in the price of your cruise. Also on the ship are other quick service options, as well as bars and lounges, those having an extra cost. One quick service option is Flo's Cafe, which actually has three counter service restaurants in one. Luigi's Pizza, Tomater's Grill, and Fillmore's Favorites. For some sweet treats, make sure to check out Sweet On You, which has sweet delights available for an extra cost, and ice cream treats. Don't forget to stop by and get your soft serve ice cream, it's free! For lounges and bars, there's quite a few. You have La Piazza, Bon Voyage, Meridian, Skyline, Currents, and for coffee in an adults-only space, you have Cove Cafe, which I practically lived at on my cruise on the Fantasy. I mean, the podcast is literally named Coffee at the Kingdom, a nod to grabbing Starbies on Main Street at Magic Kingdom, so is it any surprise I lived at Cove Cafe? They also have a frequent buyer card where you get a hole punched every purchase, and when you get so many punches, you get a free drink. There's also O'Gill's Pub and D-Lounge, which offers family-friendly entertainment like karaoke and trivia. Now, you may be saying to yourself, Danielle, I've heard about Palo and Remy. What about those restaurants? Well, let's get into them. First off, you have Palo. This is an adults-only table service restaurant with a semi-formal dress code. This is not included in your cruise ship price and does have an extra cost. Palo offers brunch and dinner, both with an Italian flair, requiring a reservation for both. These can sometimes be hard to get. Now, when I did Palo brunch back in 2020, they had both a buffet and a menu to choose items from. They have since changed it to where there is no buffet, only the menu. Some items you can find on the brunch menu are an antipasti selection, waffles and pancakes, eggs, and entrees like pennant pasta, artichoke ravioli, and roasted red snapper filet. There's also a dessert menu featuring items like limoncello almond torte, traditional tiramisu, and vanilla berry panna cotta. 
For dinner, Palo has a pre-fee menu, and the cost is $50 per person. You can also order off the main menu. Prices vary for those items. I didn't do dinner at Palo, only the brunch, and from what I remember, it was good, but a lot of food. But again, we had a buffet. The other fancy adult-only restaurant they have is Remy, which is French-inspired and has nods to the movie Ratatouille. The dishes here were created by Chef Scott Hunnell, who created Victoria and Albert's, as well as advising chef Arnaud Lallemant. Here, they offer quite a few different services, starting off with the pre-fee dinner, which is $125 per person, the Remy Champagne Brunch, which is $75 per person, and the Remy Dessert Experience, which is $60 per person. I won't get into the details here about each of those things, but you can find the menus and pictures of food online. Lastly, there is always room service. Just wanted to mention that real quick. Now that you're probably starving after having listened to all those delicious food options, let's take a look at stuff for the kiddos, starting with the kids' clubs. Now, each ship in the fleet has kids' clubs, and except for the It's a Small World Nursery, which is $9 an hour and must be booked, the kids' clubs are complimentary and do not require reservations. As I mentioned, there is It's a Small World Nursery, which is for ages 6 months to 3 years. Next up, we have the Oceaneer Club and Oceaneer Lab for ages 3 to 10. Then we have the Edge, which is a tween exclusive space for ages 11 to 14. And lastly, there is Vibe, which is a teen-only lounge for ages 14 to 17. Now, for the nursery, it should be noted that any cancellations or changes to reservations need to be done at least four hours before the reservation to avoid any cancellation fees. There is also a minimum reservation time of one hour. For babies and toddlers who eat solid food, snacks like crackers and juice are provided in between meals. If applicable, the following items will need to be brought when dropping your child off. Baby food, formula, milk or bottles, diapers, pull-ups, and diaper wipes, extra clothing, a pacifier, and a baby blanket. However, take note that children under 12 months are not permitted to bring items other than a pacifier into the crib as a safety precaution. Also, I want to note that if you're making a stop at Castaway K, there are children's clubs on the island called Scuttles Cove. The kids' clubs on the ship won't be open till about 4 o'clock on Castaway K Day. Now, also for the kids, I want to quickly mention Chill Spa. It's a spa made for guests ages 13 to 17 and features treatment rooms, showers, and a relaxing seating area. Speaking of spas, let's get into Census Spa and Salon. Census provides tranquility, pampering, and relaxation with a multitude of spa and beauty treatments where adults can indulge in a rich selection of therapies specifically designed to soothe and invigorate. In addition to the standard massages and facial services you can get, Census also has a rainforest room. You can get a pass to access the rainforest room whether or not you're doing another treatment. Amenities you'll find here include saunas, They actually have three of them, a dry heat sauna, a steam sauna, and a steam bath. There are also the rainforest room showers. There are four aromatic showers that have different rain programs in each. These showers differ in temperatures, water pressure, and scents to invigorate and warm the body. Next up are the heated loungers. These are stone loungers that are curved and slightly warm to help guests relax and unwind. Each lounger comes with a headrest and light and soothing music is played. These were probably my favorite of the rainforest room. Lastly is the jacuzzi room. There are two jacuzzi tubs available, both overlooking the open window so you can see the ocean from any angle in the room. Now you might be saying, well, what if I don't want to go to the spa and spend the money there, but still want to soak? What about the pools? 
Well, I'm glad you asked, because that's what we're going to dive into next. Get it? Dive into? Oh, I cracked myself up. Anyway, let's get into it. First up on the Disney Fantasy, you will find the Aqueduct. This is essentially a water coaster on the ship. It's an exhilarating water slide that takes you on a wet and wild journey up, down, around, and even off the side of the ship through the forward funnel on a forward deck drop. While you go through the 765 feet of snaking tubes, there are transparent and uncovered sections that give way to breathtaking views of the ocean and ship below. For the kiddos specifically, we have Nemo's Reef, which is a whimsical water play area for children. Nemo's Reef is a 1,500 square foot splash deck featuring fountains, bubblers, and pop jets. And of course, characters from the beloved movie. Here you can find Nemo, Dory, Marlin, and others moving around and spraying water in a variety of fun ways. Here you'll also find a child-sized water slide shaped like Mr. Ray. Also for the younglings, you'll find Mickey's Pool, which is a shallow freshwater pool, perfect for frolicking around. Next up is a pool for everyone, Donald's Pool. This is another freshwater pool, and it is the place for family fun in the sun. Also for the whole family is the Funnel Puddle, which is a family wading pool. And don't worry, adults, I didn't forget about you. You actually have two adult-only pools on board the Fantasy. You have Satellite Falls, which is a wading pool, and Quiet Cove Pool. Now that I've taken you through the food and pools and kids' activities, what else is there to do? All the other fun activities aboard the ship, of course. You'll never be bored on a Disney cruise ship. Did you know that the Fantasy has a movie theater on board? Yep, it's called the Buena Vista Theater. Here you'll find everything from blockbuster movies to the Disney classics. Showtimes occur throughout the day, so you could plan a day full of activities and still catch a movie. And yes, the theater is complete with a concession stand where they have popcorn buckets just like you'll find in the parks. Not only is there a movie theater, but there is a live theater or stage shows at the Walt Disney Theater. On the Fantasy, you'll find three shows playing. Frozen, a musical spectacular, Aladdin, and Disney's Believe. Aside from the shows, there are also a bunch of activities to be found like trivia, drawing, and games. These are usually always just a first-come, first-served basis, so no reservations needed. There are some activities which do require advanced reservation and have a cost associated with them, such as various alcohol tastings like rum tasting. Now, this is a Disney Cruise Line, right? And what would a Disney Cruise be without its characters? That's right. Throughout your cruise, you will find plenty of characters to meet and greet with. Oh, I almost forgot to mention the stage shows. Not the ones I mentioned earlier in the theater, but the ones out on the deck like the Sail Away Party. I'll also talk about theme nights here in a moment, but for one, there's a pirate night complete with deck shows that go with the theme. Here you will find your most beloved characters like Mickey Mouse performing for you. For character meet and greets, you have many choices, and often for the theme nights, they are dressed to the theme. So, for example, on formal night, my husband and I were dressed up, and so were Chip and Dale, whom we got a photo with. Another example is on pirate night, Mickey and Minnie Mouse were dressed up like pirates. It was adorable. Pirate night also had a special themed dinner menu. So, I already mentioned pirate night and formal night. Those are theme nights on longer cruises that every cruise sailing has. But Disney also has special themed sailings. My husband and I did Star Wars Day at Sea. There's also Marvel, Halloween, and Christmas-themed sailings. I want to get a little into about Star Wars Day at Sea, because it was so much fun. First off, we got special in-room items like a blanket that said Star Wars Day at Sea, and I also bought a mug that was themed. On the actual day of Star Wars Day at Sea, 
There were periodic announcements played throughout the ship of Star Wars, like stormtroopers taking over. The menu at dinner was themed Star Wars as well. As I mentioned earlier, even the ship's horn plays the Imperial March. Star Wars characters are out in full force, interacting with passengers around the ship. Star Wars movies and shows play on the poolside screen and movie theater. And the real fun part? Costumes are encouraged, so break out those Jedi robes. Whew, that was a lot. Are you still with me? If so, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me and listening in. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this in-depth look at Disney Cruise Line and Disney Fantasy. If you aren't already, go ahead and give me a follow over on Instagram at Disney underscore Dreaming underscore 71 and on Facebook at Coffee at the Kingdom Podcast. Tune into the next episode where I talk about things going on in the month of March at Disney World. If you loved this episode, go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listened to this podcast and share it with other Disney lovers in your life. All right, everyone, as Tigger would say, ta-ta for now.